Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I have a very high expectation of what I've always thought this franchise is, and that was the best franchise in sports. In the moments where we are now, as players, we got to execute. Every day, I'm so fortunate to be a part of this team. This is 49ers Plus Minus. Hey everybody, Tim Kawakami here. 49ers Plus Minus Sunday night. Over the 49ers, six straight win. In Arizona by a score that I forget because I stopped watching at the end there. What was it, Barrows? 45-29? 45-29, yeah. I hope you have all the stats there in front of you because I kind of checked out a little bit. But uh, I'm here with co-host Matt Barrows of The Athletic. Matt Barrows, just your initial impressions on this victory. Well, this, not compelling know. enough uh, to get your uh, keep your attention for, for four <laughs> quarters there? Sam Darnold went in and I went, okay, I'm, I might not be looking. I, I watched a little bit of it, but it was a lot. It was a little bit of downtime there. Uh, I didn't even know that Moody had kicked a field goal. I was just thinking it was 42 all on it. How'd they get to 45? I guess Jake Moody finally kicked a field goal. How about well, that? I mean, uh, Jake Moody was not the story of this game, but it, it's worth noting that, uh, he, A, he hasn't missed a – PAT all season. He got a field goal on Sunday and he was booming those kickoffs uh, deep into the end zone. You know, this is the 49ers team with a lot of new faces on that kickoff coverage unit and they don't want to have to kind of even tempt fate with that. And so they're telling Moody to send it into the corner of the end zone and uh, six for six, seven for seven. I forget what he was, but uh, I don't remember any runbacks by the Cardinals. Yep. It was like not even like the medium end zone. It was like the deep end zones. All special teams all the time. We'll get into the Ronnie Bell punt return crisis too, because that's what people tune into podcasts. Special for. teams plus or minus. I love it. I'm going to have to talk to Shanahan about his special teams thinking at some point. I just think it's too fascinating. What do you really think about special teams? But you know what? There's a chance that maybe we should start with like Christian McCaffrey or Brock Purdy. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Matt Barrows, you take your pick. Who who do you want to analyze? Who do you want to rip up first? Which which MVP MVP candidate do you most want to like say? No way, you're not you're not that good. Well, the common denominator is the Cardinals' defense, and and I thought that this game um, had a, a chance of being like the Week Six game in Cleveland, uh, five game winning streak. You go on the road, you play a team that's coming off its bye, 
And, you know, I think that there was a sort of an energy uh, discrepancy in this game. But, boy, the Cardinals' defense is nothing like the Browns' defense. And, um, you know, McCaffrey ran roughshod. Purdy was uh, was dialing it up. Purdy's numbers, you know, for him, they're they're fairly modest. Uh, Didn't throw for 70% completion rate. Exactly, right. yeah. Yeah, cut should, him. Cut we him. Should knock him. Knock that guy. 64%. What God. is this? What is this? The UFL? <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, one of those, um, a, a deep ball to Brandon Ayuk, I don't know what happened, uh, but it seemed like Ayuk, I mean, if, if this was an, um, a, a non-dome game and I realized the, uh, the, the roof was open, yeah. um, but it seemed like he just didn't see it. And yep. so, uh, Purdy's numbers would be a little bit more gaudy, I think if, if that one, um, and then he may be under through another deep ball. To IU, the early one, yeah, the yeah. early one, yeah. Uh, that uh, the uh, the DB got a uh, a hand on. I forget how he broke it up, but it was just a slight um, discrepancy in the throw. And so, I mean, that's the difference between a a three hundred yard game and a two hundred and forty two yard game. I think. Uh, so, um, you know, um, still a a great game for both of those guys, and they both kind of it was a big kind of injury scare for for each of them on the same drive. Yep. Uh, where, where Purdy's grasping at his left knee. Uh, maybe no, no, no. His, McCaffrey's grasping at his knee. Sorry, McCaffrey. Wrong, wrong <laughs> one, wrong one. Yeah. I don't want to get that wrong. McCaffrey's grasping at Wait his Wait a minute, can knee. I get a new co-host here? If you're going to mix up those two guys. That's, I have God. left and right issues. Um, <laughs> um, and then uh, Purdy is dealing with the stinger. Obviously, both, both guys came back on that drive, and then they actually hooked up for a touchdown on that drive. So um, a bit of a non-issue, although – you know, one of the questions I, I always get in my mailbag is, are the 49ers overdoing it with Christian McCaffrey? Is he um, taking too much of a, a workload? And I think those questions will um, arise this week, too, because he played uh, deep into the second half, even though it was a, a bit of a blowout. And um, it's it's clear that, as it is with every player in the NFL, that this uh, the season is starting to take a toll on him. Yeah, I, I think I was looked at that one Jordan Mason run for what, about 14 yards and thought, you know, this is going to help get Shanahan to play him a little bit more. He just doesn't doesn't want to take McCaffrey out until he's sure the other guy's going to run. So, like Elijah Mitchell, when he was healthy, which obviously isn't that often, wasn't getting in this season very much because like he had a couple, like one run for, you know, one yard, another run for minus a yard, and then Shanahan is just not playing him anymore. I'm going to go 23. That's the guy I know is going to get me yards. I think he needs to see it to really start saying, you know what, this guy is the best running back in the league, but I could give him five snaps off. And the Mason run, I think, was like, if they got a lead, this guy can get me some yards and he's not going to fumble. I don't have to be worried about it. Uh, I think the Elijah Mitchell early early on the season kind of scared Shanahan. It's like, I just don't want to go negative two, negative four fumble, you know. And we'll see, you know. I mean, but McCaffrey just gives him so much. He's like – I, you don't want to take this guy out. I th- I thought I, I know I, I I'm not as I didn't think that was too serious because he was adjusting things. I'm sure he got banged on it, but I thought mostly he was adjusting equipment, like maybe like his brace kind of cut into him or something. He he clearly had something going on. The the Purdy one, I went whoa because he seemed to be like shaking on the ground. I guess he wasn't, or maybe he was telling his teammates he's fine. But like that one, I went. That's a concussion. He might be out for two weeks. Like I, I don't know. I'm just looking at it. 
uh, I think at the time he wasn't having any issues. So, you know, I clearly was not right. But that, what did you think when you saw Purdy on the ground like that? Yeah, it was um, uh, helmet to helmet and uh, also sort of a clothesline by uh, Dennis Gardeck there. Um, so I thought, yeah, I mean, uh, I thought concussion and I thought, okay, this is his second concussion of the year. So, you know, it can't come back into this game. And this really puts the, the Ravens game in, uh, in question too. Um, you know, now, did he officially to- suffer concussion in the Cleveland game? Was that definitely a concussion? Um, yeah. Wasn't he in the program? Wasn't that the, the, yeah, short, yeah. the short week? Um, it was just so, a Monday night game. Yeah, I it was. I don't know if they said it was a. You know, listen, he probably did. I'm just don't know if they said he did. Uh, and yeah, this would be another one if he had, if if that's what it was. It wasn't. Uh, but and then you're right. He goes back in and he does the same move. Right. He slips out of the pocket, moves to the middle, and throws over the the, the oncoming rusher. Uh, did not get hit that time. And that was that beautiful pass to Kittle where he just floats it over the the linebacker right to Kittle for a big game. You know, it's. Uh, it's cliche, but his teammates are saying it. He's they they expected him to come back in. Like they just okay. Brock says he's fine. He's coming back in. It isn't one of those. Oh my God, is, is everything's going to change? He's going to be out for a week, you know. And and all for player safety, and and all for you know if it isn't safe, don't go play. But I think there is a sense on that, that sideline that if, if Brock says he's okay, he's going to go back right back in. And he went right back in after a couple of plays. What was it? Four plays for Darnold? Something like that. I, I don't know. Yeah. It was a lot was more a, than a that. penalty uh, on one of them. So that sort of got erased and um, you could tell, I mean, all this talk about uh, Purdy and his arm strength, Sam Darnold is yeah. the flamethrower <laughs> on this team because his, he had a, uh, just a, a great throw to George Kittle that went right through Kittle's hands. That was a rocket. That, that was, was coming with heat. That was coming with heat. But I'm, I'm just saying that you're used to Brock Purdy. You're used to Brock Purdy. And then all of a sudden you get a uh, Nolan Ryan, uh, Sam Darnold yep. fastball in there. It's going to be hard to, to grab. I thought it was also interesting that um, – Darnold's first throw was that that deep one after the rollout. That's the that's the call that uh, Kyle Shanahan makes when he wants to set up a quarterback for success. That's the same play that Trey Lance hooked up with. Who was it? Uh, Sherfield yeah, um, yeah. in the, in the preseason, his rookie year. Uh, that's a that's a home run shot. It's got a, a, a high. Uh, you know, over route, it's the over being, route. Yeah. yeah, he's got a, a lot of, time lot of space, a lot of time to throw, a lot of room for the uh, the receiver to get open. Um, that he wasn't open on that play, that was also to Kittle. Uh, but it was uh, a, a good play call, I thought, to kind of get Darnold initiated in this game because at, at that point, strength. they didn't know if he was going to play the rest of the game. Yep, yep, it takes some arm strength too. Like, I mean, you're rolling left, set up, fire it all. I thought, like, what are they doing here? Uh, but clearly, there was, you know, should be an open receiver. There often is an open receiver. I don't think it was that open that time. But uh, you get some, shoot some adrenaline through Sam Darnold. That thing is going to be a fired out there. Uh, uh, any other injury stuff? Anything that you're noting about? You know, they're going in the Ravens game. It's they got an extra day, as you noted on Twitter. I saw. Um, so yeah, they have a lot of injuries. Yeah. Um, and who's going to uh, be back? Who 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 might be? Who th- you think Armstead might miss it? You think Hargrave might miss another one? I think Hargrave has a better chance of being back than uh, Armstead. I mean, I think there's a good chance that both of them will play. But it seemed like Har- Hargrave was further along in practice. He was doing stuff on a side field. He was like running the hoop and and really kind of 
testing that hamstring out. I haven't seen Armstead on the field since uh, since the Philly game. So I'd say he's a little bit further behind Hargrave. I think the question for this one might be uh, Diamondor Lenore. He, he left the game with a rib injury. Uh, Shanahan said he got stepped on, which makes me think, oh, boy, is that a broken rib? I mean, um, that doesn't sound good. So, I mean, uh, we talked about this in, in the last podcast we did. Lenore is really playing well. Yeah. Um, in, in a game in which the tackling was awful against the Cardinals, Lenore was uh, the surest guy out there, I thought. And, and, and he may have even had one missed tackle himself. But uh, that came early on, and the rest of the game, he was very strong in that regard. The rest of those guys, uh, Warner, boy, this was Ooh. a stinker for him. Yep. Yep. Um, when he misses, you know, he's tall. He's tall for a middle linebacker. And he tends to get up too high sometimes. And when he does that, he um, loses. He's, he's off his feet, first of all, so he doesn't have that kind of stability. And um, he glances off uh, uh, ball carriers sometimes. And that happened a couple of times in this game. It happened once to Dre Greenlaw on the tight end. Uh, so, boy, um, can't have that uh, going into the playoffs. And this has been – an issue throughout the season. Sometimes it flares up more than, than others. But uh, as far as missed tackles, uh, uh, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are at the top of the list among NFL linebackers. No, they're not, you know, usually going for real conservative tackles, right? I mean, especially Greenlaw, he's going for the big hit. I think my guess, and doesn't explain some of the other games, but I think Warner was like trying to overcompensate for the lack of the DTs. Uh, the DT, you know, I think Givens had some good plays. I thought you, Kalia Davis, your guy, was moved all over the place. <laughs> My uh, guy, yeah. And uh, T.Y. McGill, I mean, he's a practice squad guy, T.Y. But he was moved six, seven yards downfield. Understood, you know, they're not frontline defensive tackles, they're not Hargrave or Armstead. It just felt like I thought Warner was trying to, you know, c- come up even bigger, come up heavier. You know, make them feel the defense if they weren't going to feel the defensive tackles. And then, you know, when they're getting ta- blocked, Warner and Greenlaw are getting blocked more too, right? Because yeah. the, the linemen are coming through. So, won a great game. You know, obviously, as Warner himself said, high standards. He did. He he has going to be as tough on himself as anybody. But uh, that was weird to watch. Two hundred. Yeah, I I stopped counting at two hundred two. If it's in my column wrong, I plead my. I stopped watching. What was the the yardage run yardage total? For, it's it's two thirty four, and that's the the most this team's given up since two thousand seventeen. Remember, there was a uh, a real shellacking to the Cowboys that year. I think it was forty to ten. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys rolled up something like two hundred sixty five yards, uh, and that's been a, a point of pride for the 49ers ever since then. They don't give up up a lot on the ground. Um, and I, I got to imagine that's going to be something that they uh, underscore a couple of times. I mean, I thought that Shanahan's and I think it was Warner's comments after the game were interesting where they both said, yeah, we, we figured we might, uh, you know, give up some some yards and some points in this game. And um, so it, it didn't. Uh, totally surprised them that they had this game. And I think that's due to the fact that, you know, no Armstead, no Hargrave, um, you know, the, 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 the Cardinals coming off their bye week. Um, James Connor, if you'll recall from the, <laughs> the week four game, that guy was yeah. fired up at the end of that game. He got into a fight with uh, Talano Hufanga post game. 
that's, that's when these guys are, are kind of cooling down, like like two boxers who have gone after each other all uh, all fight long and then, you know, they're best friends afterwards. So it was a bit odd. So you could tell that Connor was fired up for this one. So all that together, I think the 49ers knew what to expect. And I think they, they knew that they were going to give up some yards. And I think that they knew that the offense was going to have to carry the day. And that's that's exactly what happened. Uh, what did you write about today, Barros? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I, w- I wrote about um, Charvarius Ward and um, and the defense and how it got pushed around um, and how this game was uh, shaping up to be like the Browns game until Ward stepped in and, and really sort of, uh, I don't want to say broke it open at that point, but sort of stopped the, uh, the rhythm, certainly, that the Cardinals were in. It sort of allowed the 49ers to get ahead on the scoreboard. And then, you know, they won the toss. I thought that was, uh, you yeah. know, uh, something that Shanahan always wants to have. He wants to defer to begin the game so that they can have that sequence where they score at the end of the first half, get the ball to begin the third quarter and score again. And that's what opened up the two score lead. And then they never relinquished that. Yeah. I thought Ward looked really fast, by the way. I didn't know he had that in him. Yeah, especially coming off the groin injury. Groin injury, now he caught it in total rhythm, so it was just basically a sprint. But, man, he went right through everybody. This is a defense that has been talking about. They got to score. They got to score. I think there's some trepidation, like, don't try too much to score because then you might not be safe and sane. But they clearly wanted that. It was there for them. Kyler was air mailing some passes. You know, that stuff was there. He was kind of looking in some things. He's – that a quarterback who's going to allow you some things. And that was, yeah, that was, that was like to make it 14, seven, I think. Um, and then the Cardinals got a field goal to 14, 10. And then the foreigners got, got the, the lap, the touchdown, the one ten left, whatever. Then the foreigners going to get the ball back. And uh, Ronnie Bell decides to almost, blow. oh my goodness. That was, that was, a st- I mean, I, I was almost surprised to see him back there again, but they really don't have anyone else. I mean, I don't think they really want to send Yushek back there. Maybe just a fair catch, but when's Ray Ray McLeod back? I don't know if I've ever said that before, but they could really <laughs> use Ray Ray McLeod. When, when well, is he back? He needs to miss four games because he's on IR. So okay. I think the first game that he can be back is the uh, is the finale against the Rams. Wow. So we got they got two more <laughs> games of Ronnie Bell back there. Um, you and I were watching on TV and, yeah. and I think we both saw the same thing that, okay, he gets tripped up and his arm comes down and then the ball pops out. So not a fumble, but the announcers were telling us, oh, that's uh that's, that's a fumble. Uh, so, uh, I think that that got people a little, well, I thought it was a fumble. There. I think I was, I think I was influenced by them because like, you know, the, it, his arm didn't go all the way down. You couldn't really tell. So it was a little confusing, and I think Steratore didn't even see it. I, I don't even know. It's but that ball was loose, Sparrows. Like you and I have sat around many times and watched kick returners do that, and we both say what fumble coming, fumble coming, <laughs> and uh, that one was not a surprise. Uh, do they have anyone else they can do it like realistically other than Uzcheck? 
I've only seen well. They've got Ayuk, who 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 who's done it in the past. That's I think. Right. That, Remember, he was in the doghouse. That's right. He was returning funds. That's right. He he didn't do poorly. He didn't get a lot of uh, opportunities to, to 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 do it. But you're right. It's it's been Uzcheck as the number two guy since Ray Ray McLeod's been out. That would be interesting. Uzcheck Uzcheck would love to do that. You you saw the um. The Cardinals kicker did a squib kick yep, yep. at one point, and but he squibbed it right to the one guy you don't want to squib it to. He squibbed it to use check and he, he made it all the way out to the uh, – well, He didn't just fall on it. He wasn't a big guy just oh, falling. Oh, no, on no it. way. Like, I hated that angle because you couldn't had, – had no depth perception. You didn't know where he got it. You didn't know how many yards. That's that CBS. I thought CBS was bad today, by the way. I like Ian Eagle, and I like Charles Davis, but I thought they were bad. I just, just didn't feel like they understood – the teams and maybe yeah that's well CBS. that's what happens when you switch yep. it up in week 15 i mean yep. um you know mark sanchez the fox guys have been you know doing this team uh forever i mean they know the people involved yeah i, I thought that that was clear as well that these were kind of new guys and here we are in in mid-december and it was, certainly wasn't greg olson right i mean olson's calling out plays he's seeing it because he's so familiar with it, and these guys just seem well. I was like, I was annoyed. Like they're sending out the lineups, and they have Isaiah Oliver as their starting, you know, a Nickelback. And like, like that hasn't been true for like a month. Where are you <laughs> getting your information? What what's going on here? They had Jawan Jennings starting. I mean, I, I I don't know what they were doing, but that's just what just it just catches me. Like, okay, I'm a little worried about this crew. Then if this is the information they're going to give me, uh, but not my guy's territory. That's my guy. Um, I wrote about. The, this is heading towards them having one seed. I was kind of anticipating that the uh, Cowboys might lose in Buffalo, which they did with the Eagles playing Monday night in Seattle. I don't know if Geno Smith's playing, but we don't know if Jalen Hurts is playing. Um, and if he doesn't play sick, he doesn't play. I don't know if they're going to win that game. They lose that game. The 49ers can't lose another game. Sunday would be, I mean, Monday, Christmas would be the day most people would think and still get the number one seed. They could lose two games if one of those other teams loses again, because they've got every tiebreaker advantage uh, conference record. They cannot have a worse conference record and tie uh, the Eagles lions or Cowboys. And obviously have the head to head over the Eagles and, and, and um, Cowboys is that other team. So I think they have the number one seed. And I think number one seed with the, with the four Niners getting a buy. We saw what happened after the last buy. We, we, we you know, they, they come shooting out like a rocket after feeling really down going that by losing three games and they're they've been on this rocket now for six weeks and maybe they're a little tired going into the end of the season they're going to get another breath of life if they get the one seed, which i think now is going to happen and i think they can feel it i think they can really feel i think they've always thought of themselves as a super bowl favorites i think they know it now they're playing like it could have a lull in the future but that quarterback is at a certain level that i think they can expect at least 65%, right? As low as 65% completion rate. It's a, a crappy job at 65% four touchdowns, <laughs> 135.8 uh, passer rating. But they've got that. They've got McCaffrey. They've got Debo. They, I mean, they just got all these things. They got a defense that did not play great, but we know can play tremendously. They just got all these things, and this is what they've always thought of themselves, and it's all coming true. Uh, it's, all, it's just been – a six week demolition path where they're destroying, you know, they're destroying people by more than 20 points a game average of more than 20, I think more than 21 points a game. Just think it's all coming there. doesn't mean it's guaranteed to happen, but I think at this point it should happen. They should at least get to Super Bowl. 
That means no more artificial turf games. I don't think they'd want to play in Detroit. I know Detroit surface they're not in love with. Dallas one is okay. But if they take that out of the picture and no flights in the NFC tournament, and the only flight you might have is to Vegas, I think they'll take that run. I think it's setting up for it. I think they're the best team. Like, you know, we can talk about their weaknesses, and we certainly there were minuses in this game. We've mentioned a bunch of them, but everyone else has more minuses. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the Chiefs don't look so great at all. The Ravens, uh, they didn't look great. I mean, they're playing the Jaguars right now as we record this Sunday night. I don't know if the score is, but they, they they weren't looking great when I was watching it. Uh, the Cowboys, sometimes great, sometimes terrible. I think the 49ers will take that matchup. Eagles, we know the 49ers will take that matchup, especially at Levi's. Shanahan is undefeated at Levi's in the playoffs. Tell me where I'm wrong here, Barris. I don't want to go over, overboard on this. You're, no, you're totally right, and and I haven't. Your column's not out yet, and I haven't. Uh, so I haven't read it yet. But I thought you had an interesting tweet earlier about the importance of the Ravens game, which you know is going to be uh, pumped up. Ravens, uh, you know, another three-loss team. It's on Christmas night. It's on prime time. But they're an AFC team. I mean, it, it, the the Cardinals game was a, was a more important game. No um, in a way, and um, Charverius Ward made that point. I mean, he's coming off a groin injury, and people around him were saying, "Oh, just just wait. It's it's just the Cardinals. Um, wait another week. Make sure that that groin is a hundred percent, and then you'll be um, perfect for the Ravens game." And and Ward's point was, all these games are important, and this is a division slash conference opponent. So. Getting the win against the Cardinals was is a big deal. Getting the win against the Commanders will be a big deal in Week 17, and then the finale against the Rams. Maybe maybe that'll be a moot, moot point by then. Maybe the, the 49ers get a head head start on their on their rest. But uh, boy, these conference games, when you're talking about number one seed, are quite important. Well, it's important that their lot two of the losses are to the AFC teams. Yeah. two of their three it's to the Bengals and the Browns and you obviously you don't want to lose those games and if they'd won them they'd be one game up from even where they are in the standings but the fact that they're AFC teams and not NFC teams is huge because their NFC record I think eight and one whatever it is right now it's very good and they are you know the the Cowboys and the, and the Eagles have beat each other up and lose other NFC games this is setting up very nicely for the 49ers I just I think I don't think they're going to lose to the Ravens, but I do think they can afford it, and that's what, something to understand. And that's like, I didn't I bagged out on the Charvarius Ward presser, so I didn't hear that. That would have been interesting for me to hear, but that's my fault, Barros. That's my short patience with all things today. But he uh, was the last guy to speak, yeah. so uh, you you had to be very patient to get him. <laughs> I did check with the Four Niners. Say, what's that? It's a lock on the T-shirt. Yeah, and I was told what they say Nike. It's Nike slogan. Oh, so like I maybe Nike all influences are, everything. I like, just can't. You know, wasn't what was the uh, from uh, from what's the uh, Mobile to Miami was the, the T-shirt uh, after the NFC Championship game in 2019. That, that wasn't was, bad. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty a real good. guy. So I thought this would have something like that, and they're like, I don't. I mean, maybe uh, they just said it was Nike. Nike comes up with that. So. Uh, I thought it maybe it, well, there was some wordplay with Brock at, at some uh, point, yeah. but um, it, there, there's not. <laughs> I just had, had never heard them say that slogan. Like, no. That's I, I, so why I was like, I don't. I texted you. I said, what is that? And did you have any answer for me? I don't, I don't think you did. I, so. I did. I did. Go back and look at your, uh, your. Uh. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I'll find it. 
Okay. I think it was a nothing answer is what it was. Oh, I said I didn't know. Yeah. It turns out to be nothing. It's nothing. Uh, I, I was said, build no, I said um, maybe won the West was too happy. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and I thought you were taking a shot at uh, at something else, but um, it. I was going to build a whole column on it, Barris. I was feeling. I was like, I'm going to going to understand the true heart of this team by deciphering what that slogan was. I, like, I already forgot uh, it. Locked it down. Locked it up. It's what a lock. It? It's, it's a lock. lock. Oh, it's terrible. So, whatever that is, I don't know. But, by, uh, by the way, it's a lock. Nike probably had 17 committee meetings. Uh, <laughs> there's probably, you know, a couple of guys making $400,000 that spent six months coming up with that. And, and we, probably, could have done a, we could have done a better job in five minutes. Just give us $2 million, Nike, <laughs> and it would have been done. Better than it's a lock. Yeah, it's a, I, I, there's, I don't know. I thought it was so weird that it had to have some kind of meaning. It, maybe we're going to find out it did have some meaning, but I was told, no, it's Nike. Way to go, Nike. Uh, what else you got, Barros? What do you got? Well, I'm, I'm thinking that um, as bad as the defensive performance was overall, that, um, you know, it, it could be a good thing in that it will sharpen. I mean, I, it, it's going to be something that they dissect tomorrow. Um, they're going to go over it. They're, they're um, going over it right now, probably. on the pool. Steve Wilkes isn't going to be happy. Yeah. Um, Johnny Holland, the linebackers coach, isn't going to be happy. Uh, but I think it's something that they'll use. Fred Warner will use to, um, you know, uh, gain focus and gain focus for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens yep. specifically. So I, I think that they can use this um, to sort of uh, galvanize. And I, I don't think that either Eric Armstead or Javon Hargrave, which is probably the root of today's issue. Uh, are going to be out for long. And, and it's very possible that both guys are back for this game against the Ravens. So um, I think that that's, uh, that's sort of the silver lining to, you know, the negatives that we can pull out of this uh, this game against the Cardinals. What do you think the defense is feeling like with the offense kind of carrying them, you know, every other week? Um, they're not used to this, you know, and, and obviously guys are banged up. So, you know, there's obviously under the reasons for this, but, you think they're loving it or you think they're like, Hey, wait a minute. Now this used to be our kind of thing. And now we're kind of going, Hey, okay, Brock, Christian Debo, you can help us out here now. What do you think the sense of that is? I think they sloughed it off that, um, you know, you're going to have one of these games, especially late in the year. Remember last year's game against the Raiders was, was a shootout. That was not a great defensive game by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. That, that's what Bosa was saying. By this point in the season, uh, it's going to be sloppy, and, and you're probably we're probably seeing it. I mean, we saw it with the Chargers and, and the Raiders uh, a couple of nights ago. Um, but uh, some some teams, I got a whole other thing on that one. I got a whole other rant on that one. But I'll yeah, they're 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 dealing with injuries. They're dealing with this, that, and the other, and you do tend to see some stinkers in uh, mid to late um, December. But I mean, since the bye, I think the 49ers were giving up 11.6 points a game. Um, so this defense has been fantastic until the Cardinals game, uh, 29 points, I think is the second most they've given up this year. The, the Bengals maybe had 31 in week eight. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can, um, if you have one of those games, every six games, maybe that's, uh, excusable if your offense is bailing you out in those games. I think, yeah, there's some sense of, you know, decreasing pressure when you know 
we're going to give up 29 points. Our offense many times is going to score 30 or more than 30. Uh, you know, and they didn't have that for a long, you know, even the Garoppolo good years didn't have, feel that, you know, they can score, but they weren't going to go blow for blow. Now they haven't had, they haven't gone blow for blow with anybody of a really high caliber, but got to have a feeling they can, maybe it'll happen in the Ravens game. I think four are going to move the ball against the Ravens. Knowing the Ravens are that the defense is not the same that we've known for the last 15 years. This four offense is going to move the ball. Uh, th- that is if everybody's healthy, if McCaffrey's, you know, fine i I assume he's going to be relatively fine uh we'll see what the defense does with lamar we we know in the past they've had trouble with mobile quarterbacks i don't know that they've had trouble defensively have they had one in a while like can't really like was pj walker with the the browns was that the one i I can't really remember they had an issue with marcus Mariota last year um i think Mariota had 50 yards and a touchdown but that was a game that that bosa didn't play there's some um some built-in excuses in that game for for why they uh, they got uh, dominated on the ground, but um, yeah, it's been a while. I mean, I remember Lamar Jackson had a nice game against them in 2019. Thanksgiving, right? All, no, that was in no, December. Okay. That was right yeah. before that. Um, oh, that's right. right the right, New right, Orleans right. game. Yeah. So it was a their um, back-to-back away games, and uh, they the 49ers lost a, a close one in rainy. Baltimore and then they go into the dome and they just have that that Jimmy Garoppolo shootout uh in New Orleans that's the one where they didn't really cover the edge right it was like they're you'd have the read option and they have the end crashing in I was like what is what like I like Saul and everything but what are they doing here uh but hey that was uh I, I think they fixed that. I don't think they do that anymore where they just have the defensive end just crash in and have the quarterback fake the handoff and run around them for 15 yards. Uh, but we, we shall see. Um, anything else you got here? You got some, any, any other uh, pluses or minuses for this, this game, this week, this season? No, I think we've uh, gone, gone over all of them. Um, it was an interesting game. A, a lot of uh, uh, rookies got into the, the, the Cardinals game. Uh, we saw a Robert Beal Jr. sighting mm-hmm. at the end of the game. Didn't do much, but um, I think this is all kind of useful for the 49ers as far as figuring out what the roster is going to look like next season. I think the DBs are, are an interesting. Like, uh, since they've come out of the break, Steve Wilkes being a secondary guy, I think they're playing really well. And they, they had some breakdowns in this game, but that happens. Um, I just think they cover people really well. And they got picks, obviously, the two by – Ward, but they just, I feel like they're very tight. I think Lenore's playing really well. I think, you know, Jair Brown feels like he's like everywhere. Uh, Very speedy guy. And Gibson Saul. It just feels like they've got solidness there that I, you know, we certainly did not feel early in the season. Maybe it's just the adjustment Wilkes to the new, new, new defensive coordinator to the old defense. I don't know, but, um, I just think there's more confidence back there. The Lenore, Ambry Thomas, although Ambry Thomas was missing tackles like crazy today. Uh, he was one of those missing tackles guys, and he had been pretty good about that this season. It just seems, seems to tighten up everything. And that's like when they start going against these great offenses, I don't, I don't know who it is in the NFC, but it's always the Mahomes thing, or I don't know if – the Chiefs are that anymore without Tory Kill and the receivers. The, the Bills got. seem to be catching yeah, fire. Yeah, the Bills late. might be the one, but you know if the Bills knock off the Ravens or 
the Chiefs, maybe the 49ers will like that. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but I just think that that, de- that defensive secondary looks pretty tight. And it hadn't been a couple years where you're like, okay, those cornerbacks, like it was, it's been a scramble at cornerback for several years. You know, was it two years ago? They're pulling people off the street and playing, you know, Norman, what Josh Norman, what was his name? Yeah, Josh Norman. Josh yeah. Norman was so bad and the personal fouls and all that. So uh, I just, it's notable to me and it's notable because I think Steve Wilkes is the DB's guy. So it's interesting and it would make sense that the corners and the safeties look specifically pretty good. So that's my one. And, Moody making a field goal, which I did not watch, but those extra points look great, and those kickoffs do too. So, uh, all, all the plus for that. All the plus for that. I think the Moody uh, field goal was about extra point distance. I so looked at it. It said forty. Well versed. Yeah. yeah it's also his first field goal attempt in like uh, you know three weeks. He, he doesn't take a lot of them. Yeah. Because uh, this offense is so efficient. Did it went right down? Did it go right down the middle like all his extra right points? Right down the middle. Right down the hot. All right, Jake Moody plus plus Jake Moody. All right, Barrows. I think that's it for today. Uh, we will. We might have a show later this week. We might not. We'll see how the mood goes. It's up to Barrows. No, no uh, special Christmas edition of no uh, Forty Nineers plus minus. Well, there's a game on Christmas there, Barrows. So we will. I mean, I don't, we'll preview it. Of course, uh, maybe we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, that is uh, the show for at least today. Who knows? There might be one tomorrow. Barrows seems like gung ho for this. He's a stats guy. He just likes the stats. He wants to pile up the numbers. And the numbers are good, everyone. We're very happy about that. So hit the subscribe button. Follow us. Do whatever you want to. Uh, feeling very good. All right, Bows. Say goodbye. Bye, everybody. All right. Show for today. Mm-hmm.